God brings people out of darkness and puts them in a marvelous light, changes their world and their life and transforms them. Man, God's awesome. I never, I never get tired of what God does for people. I never get tired of, of hearing somebody's been delivered or set free or they're not the same person that they used to be. Man, I'm glad that Bible said old things are passed away. Surely good things and new things is coming to us. Got your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts. Excuse me. Yeah, let's turn to the uh, book of Acts, uh, chapter 7. Appreciate everybody here tonight. Glad that you come out and took time out of your busy schedules to be in the house of the Lord. And, and uh, Brother Randy was scheduled to preach, but he had something that had come up. And so he called me at the midnight hour and asked me to fill in real quick. So uh, we're just trusting the Lord that God will bless and God will move. And man, aren't you glad that God is a God that, 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 that's constantly doing something? That he's never late. He's always on time, that he's always, always thinking about his children. And uh, I got to thinking when I was putting this message together, I got to thinking, you know, we've all been through things in life and we've all had situations in our life that uh, sometimes in life, as you're a young man growing up in the city, as I was, and uh, uh, didn't have rich parents, and, and uh, I lived in North St. Louis in the best part but the worst part of town because it's the best part to me because that's all I knew uh, but my mom and dad they struggled and they made a living we lived in a house that uh, had six apartments on it you know the more big brick houses where there's three on this side and three on this side and then I think downstairs they had the basement they had a couple apartments and I lived around uh, uh, on 1403 Newhouse actually in St. Louis Missouri so it was, uh, uh, we lived on the city block and I was just a kid that, that ran the streets and my mom worked nights so she didn't have time to really take care of us the way that um, uh, she wanted to. My dad, he worked days and so him and mom not got to see each other too much and he kind of lived the lifestyle that, uh, just be honest with you, he chased women a lot. He, he loved women. He chased women all the time. And my mom just seemed like she put up with it. But as a young man growing up this tall and this tall and this tall, I never, never noticed it until I got older what was going on in the home and what was happening in our lives and what was transpiring amongst us. And as a kid, I was busy doing my own thing out in the streets and uh, Never had a, a, a church affiliated that I ever went to. Nobody ever told me about Jesus Christ. And so as a young man, I uh, got into a lot of fights in St. Louis. And, and one time I was in the eighth grade and got in a fight. And I had to set out a whole half a semester out in the hallway because the teacher didn't like me. <laughs> and when I was in the fourth grade, I, got, I failed because I didn't do anything. I didn't want to learn, didn't have no desire to learn. Only thing the teacher told us one day, she says, okay, we're going to do a Christmas play and we're going to have singers and I want everybody that sings to please come uh, after school and we're going to practice and stuff. So, man, I jumped right on it. I thought it was something I was interested in. And so we was going to sing uh, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, blah, 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 whatever. And I don't know what I was going to sing, but... Man, we, was, we had that song up on the screen, and I was singing away with the rest of the class, and that was going to be there, and old Mrs. Archibald, that's who she is. That's who she was, Miss Archibald. 
That lady didn't like me for nothing. She come by me and was listening to me sing, and she pointed me and looked me in the eye and said, you're never going to make it as a singer. You can't do this. She made me leave the class. I thought, man, you little thing, you. Probably thought worse than that. But then. So I just sailed up, and she flunked me, flunked me. And so my mom got mad at me, and she made me sit in the house the whole semester when, you know, from port card to report card. And she said, you can't go out and play with your buddies. You can't do nothing. You got to stay in the house. So fifth, when I finally got into fifth grade, I took, I took things serious in school because I thought if I, my mom ain't going to let me quit, so I got to get out. And so when I got into sixth grade, I... Uh, Met a little teacher in there named Lee. She was a Chinese lady. She, her name was Miss Lee. And she took time because she really liked me. And she worked with me. And so the time I got out of her class, I got to skip seventh grade and go right into eighth grade. So I got a double promotion that year just because somebody took time out to work with me. And uh, I'm saying all this for a point. Sometimes we don't know where life is going to end up at. Sometimes we don't know where we're headed. And I'm going to talk about Joseph. Joseph had a life that he didn't know where his life was going to be headed to. If his brothers had his way, they would have killed him. So he had a life that was sold into slavery, and he wasn't sure where he was going to end up in life. He didn't know what God had planned or if God did have a plan. And I'm glad that somehow down the corridors of time that before the foundations of the world was ever brought into existence that God knew a Mike Burton and that he knew one day that I would follow after him. But the path that I was on wasn't the right path, but I knew no other path. I was just put in that situation. And sometimes, like Joseph, he wasn't put in that path. He didn't ask for it, but yet he had to go through it, didn't he? And he become better at the other end of life. And I've always said this, since God saved me and God brought me out of, and what I was brought out is nothing compared to what stories I've heard. I've heard stories about Joyce Myers, how that she had went through a lot of abuse with her stepdad. Hundreds of times that things has happened to her. But you see where God brought her to today, that God delivered her and brought her out of it. I've heard of stories of people going through things that are tragic in life and seemed like their world was never going to get better, but somehow God stepped in at the right time and they become, begin to be somebody. See, I, I want to say something tonight about God as I begin to try to break into this message. I want to tell you that God's more than able to do what we need him to do. And maybe you don't see your future and maybe you don't see where you're headed. And I thought about that, this young lady uh, that... Uh, just beat the program and now she's going out into the real world. Man, isn't it amazing to know that you could start in a real world and God's got a bigger plan than you've ever seen in your life? That he's got something in store that you can't even begin to believe. My mom wrote a letter to me when she died. My mom wrote a letter to all of us kids. And one of the things on the letter, she said, son, I'm thankful for the man that you have become. And she said, I wish that I could have been a part of that man. I wish I could have said I was the one that brought you to church. I wish I was the one that said I introduced you to Jesus. 
But she wrote a beautiful letter and she said, but I'm so thankful that God looked beyond all my faults and he went and he got a hold of you. And look at the man that you become today. And I've, I'll keep that letter until I die. <laughs> but my mom looked at it as something special. She realized that she didn't get to do what she really wanted to do because she didn't know, know better than I did. She only did the way of the world. My mom and dad didn't drink. They didn't cuss. They didn't, well, my mom smoked. But they didn't do bad things. They just was just normal people. But they just never served Christ. And I thought about Joseph as I was getting this message prepared. There are a number, number of powerful two-letter two letter words found in the Word. The Bible says sometimes he healed all, gathered in, he cast out, raised up, pulled down. Each of these phrases are used in contact with the power of God. There's all kinds of phrases. In, in, in chapter 7 of Acts, in verse 9, it says, and that the patriarchs becoming envious sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was there with him, or God was with him. And the two small word phrase, communication and a tremendous message to do all we hear, it is God's response to Satan's challenge. It's the bottom line. It's the last word. It's all over but the shouting. But God, when viewed in relations to the challenges of life, what's the challenges of life? Is what? Up, down, death in, death out. But God stand dramatically opposed to the negative roar of the world. The world says no, but God says yes. The world says can't, but God says can. The world said won't, but God says will. The world says stop, but God says go. The world says don't, but God says I do. The world says defeat, but God says I give victory. But God climbed the highest, uh, but God climbed the highest mountain, travels the darkest valleys, and sings songs of victory in the midnight hour. But God acclaims us. I'm going to the enemy's camp. I'm going to take back what the enemy stole from me. See, because it's God that does it tonight. And everything that the world would say don't do, God says I can do. When the world says stop, God says I want you to pursue and cover all, recover all. I'm speaking tonight on a simple message of God's perspective. I'm encouraging you to put your kingdom glasses on and see things through the kingdom. Sometimes we look at the natural things of all the time that we're going through life and we see everything in the natural. We don't see much in the, in the spiritual realm. But when we put our spiritual glasses on, we see that we got a God that can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or even that we think. Uh, Joseph was a man that went out to seek after his brothers and they didn't like him because he was a dreamer and he had dreams and he told them he shared this with them and that with them and they got so mad and envy and jealous of him that they wanted to still, uh, just kill him. They just got so mad and angry and then they throwed him down in this little pit and they begin to eat knowing that their brother's down there and they're debating what do we want to do with him? Do we want to kill him? Or do we want him to live? What do we want to do with this young lad? And all of a sudden, they see the Egyptian come. They say, hey, let's do this. Let's sell him into slavery. A young man that dad, his dad made him a coat of many colors and a young man that was boastful and proud of what he had and, and, and the dreams that he had, he was very boastful and proud of it. And can you imagine being a young lad like that? And 
And all of a sudden you feel like God's going to do this and God's going to do that. And all of a sudden your brothers sell you into slavery. Then you, then you go into uh, Egypt and things begin to develop and things begin to happen. And you go into prison. I can't go into all of it. But then you go into uh, a prison and things happen there. See, he thought, the devil thought tonight. Listen to me, church. The devil thinks that he can stop God's plans in your life. The devil thinks that he can stop what God's got going for you. He thinks that God's going to just back off and just let him have his way. But can I tell you tonight, he cannot stop the plans of God. He can't stop what God's doing. He can't stop what God's got planned. I'm telling you tonight, whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, whatever you're facing, whatever trouble when you're in and whatever situation you're in, can I tell you there's a God that you may not understand why you're going through it. You may not figure it out, but, but there's a God that says you are the apple of his eye and he sees you going through what you're going through and he's preparing you for something greater in the future. You're going to be able to rope Back, uh, watch God roll back the windows of heaven and begin to do things in your life like you never seen. See, I believe that God's got a plan and a purpose for my life. I believe that I'm not just here merely in existence, but I believe I'm here ordered of the Lord. I'm living in the 21st century because God said, I chose you, Mike Burton, for such a time as this. Can I tell you that God has chosen you and your situation? I don't see how I can get out of my situation. It doesn't matter that you can see it. I can tell you that God can bring you through it. He's God. You may not see what you're going to be able to go through. You may not see that you can get out of it. But I can tell you right now that God says, I, I can make a way in the desert land. Ah, listen, there's trouble that's coming. I, I, I see in the future that Israel's going to be starving and they're going to need some food. I, I, I see that Jacob's going to be struggling trying to get food for his family. I, I see that there's a remnant of people that's going to need fed. I, I think there's a little lad by the name of Joseph. I, I think I can make him all over my pavilion. I, I think I can make him a, a ruler over all the food and all the things. I'll make him governor. I'll take care of him. I'll bless him. But even though uh, uh, Joseph may have not seen it, God had a plan in the future. Can I tell you, oh, God's got a plan. There's no devil in hell. There's no devil out of hell that can stop the plan of God in your life. Listen to me, church. We've sat back too long and allowed the devil to come and rob us of the blessings of God. But I'm here to tell you tonight, if we'll stand true and not let the devil lie to us, whisper in our ear that God's not able to, but that we'll believe that God said, I'll do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you asked, even that you think that I believe that God will roll back the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon his church. Amen. Amen. God's, God's, God's able tonight, church. Ah, listen to me. It's not over until God says it's over. Ah, we serve an all-powerful God. We serve a God that's got it under control. We serve a God that knows what he's doing when we don't know what he's doing. We serve a God that says, I've got this thing already figured out. I just expect you to walk in the way of the Lord. See, I'm telling you tonight, when Daniel was in the lion's den and they thought that Daniel was going to be ate up, can I tell you that God had a plan for Daniel? It wasn't his time to go. God already said, I'll take care of you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they was in the furnace of fire and they looked 
looked like it was doom and gloom. Uh, God wasn't done with them yet. Uh, but there's a fourth one uh, that walked around in the midst of the fire. Uh, can I tell you when you feel like your back's against the wall uh, and you're all by yourself and you ain't got nobody around, uh, you're wondering where God's at. Can I tell you there's a fourth one that's walking all around you that said I'll protect you, uh, I'll lead you, I'll guide you, I'll direct you. I'm the God that can do it tonight. See, God can do it. God can do it tonight, church. I believe, I believe we only get what we believe. And I believe that God can do anything tonight. I believe if we believe that God can roll back the heavens tonight, I, just like this morning when Brother Miller said, I want some miracles in this place. If you don't come expecting, you'll not get. But if you'll believe what this unfallible, this unchangeable word says, it's not man that says it. It's not man that put it together, but it's God himself breathed upon men, gave them the unction of the Holy Ghost uh, to pin these words down in this Bible and if he said it's for you I promise you uh, young man, uh, young lady that Jesus knew exactly what he said he'll do because he's all powerful he's all knowing he's a God that says doesn't matter doesn't matter that your life went down the wrong path doesn't matter that you think you didn't have a chance. Doesn't matter that mom and daddy didn't lead you in the way that you should have been led. Doesn't matter. I'm God. I created you in my image. It doesn't matter the things that you struggled with. I can take every struggle away. Doesn't matter the things that you fought, the things that you went through. See, they thought they could kill Job, but God had a different plan. They thought that they could kill him, but God had another plan, see? See, sometimes the enemy would like to wipe us out. He would like to take us out. <laughs> I said he'd like to take you out. He'd like to stop Brother Miller 30-some years ago from preaching the gospel to this congregation. He'd like to stop you from teaching your class 20 years ago. How oh, the devil had a plan. He thought he could take you out. <laughs> Aren't you glad that, 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 that Satan has no more power and ability other than that what God will give him? He can do nothing without God. He can do nothing without God. Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth, born in a stable, his mother was a virgin raised in a carpenter's shop. His parents was poor. His people were slaves. His friends were lowly. And Lot, he, his chance in life seemed very slim. He expected to be a slave. He was expected to be a slave. But the people in darkness, ha, they saw a great light in him. Can I tell you tonight that, 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 that God sees a great light in you tonight? Uh, ah, when the world said they're not going to make it, uh, they'll never mount to a hill of beans. Uh, God says, but God, uh, without God, it would be possible, impossible. But with God, it's all things are possible. All the power of heaven and earth. God has invested in him. He died on the cross, descended into hell, met the devil, 
And some people says that they took the keys from him. I don't believe Satan had any keys. He didn't have the power to kill other than what God gave him power. He couldn't kill Job or he would have killed Job. He don't have power over death, hell, and the grave. Only one that has the power over that is Jesus. But Jesus went down into the belly of the earth and set those that was captive. He set them free. Why? Because he said, I was dead, but I'm alive now forevermore. And still to the church, he tells the church to day. I'm not dead, but I'm alive. You're serving a God that's real. Anything that you have need of, I can do it for you. I speak my, spoke my word and I healed them. I'm telling you there's power in the name of Jesus. I said there's power in the name of Jesus. Ah, there's power. There's no devil in devil in hell or out of hell has the power over the church. Greater is he that's in you and me than he that's in the world. All power is given to us. (laughs) He made an open show over them. Triumphantly, he made an open show over them. Can I tell you that that Christ is the one that's got the keys. And the Bible says that we have the keys to the kingdom. Woo! Keys does a lot of things tonight, folks. Uh, there's one angel that at the end of time, he will have the keys to the bottomless pit. But it's only because of Christ given the authority. Can I tell you tonight, the church, you and I have the authority Amen. Brother Miller's trying to uh, get us to understand that if we pray for somebody, that, that, that to understand that we as the church of the living God has the power to lay hands upon those that are sick and the Bible said they shall recover. That's me, that's you, that's little Tommy, that's little Susie, that's little Sally. Jesus said all you gotta do is lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Ah, if anybody drinks any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. Listen church, I believe in the blood of Jesus. I believe I'm covered from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I believe that nothing can penetrate. Nothing can go through the bloodline. Nothing can cross it because I'm a child of God. Trying to build your faith into believing that God can do it. To believe that God can do the impossible for you. To believe that God could do a miracle and that he's got a miracle in the making. Uh, When you said that son of yours out there and the wayward child doing his own thing right now. I don't know that he's ever going to make it. I don't know if God's ever going to hear my prayer. Can I tell you, Jesus heard you the very first day. But God is the one that will turn it around. (laughs) We got to turn around God. Let me tell you something, church. Ah, we, 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 you know, my, 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 my mama thought that she raised a boy that, that just went out and done what he wanted. And, and, and I did, I did. I, I remember I ran the streets and I just did because everybody else did. But I was an okay kid. My mom and dad didn't do the worst job in the world of, of raising me. You can be the best dad in the world and the best mom in the world. 
You could take your children to Sunday school every, every Sunday. You can make them go every Wednesday and every Sunday night. You can do your very best to raise those children and only to find out that one day they get on their own. They can walk out from under the ark of God. Or maybe their patriarch that they recognized once that was such a great man and they looked to so highly, failed them and thought, well, if he failed, then they can fail. I got a daughter, Stephanie, that goes to this church and nobody knows what that girl's been through. She's seen it all and done it all. I mean, she has, I prayed, I prayed nights for her that God would just save her soul. She'd call me three o'clock in the morning drunk as a skunk and I know she's watching and she'll be okay. I may not be. <laughs> but she knows how I am. She called me three o'clock in the morning. I'm driving, Dad, but I don't know where I'm driving. There's snow on the ground. I said, where you at, babe? I'm here in Pop Bluff and I don't know how to get to her in Jeff City. Then she'll call me again. You're not my dad. I don't love you. You disappointed us. And I'd get off the phone and cry, break my heart. I had to get a phone call. Stephanie's in the hospital. She's overdosed and done some, she's been in the hospital and they're going to try to pump her stomach. I don't know about you, but as a dad, you don't like those phone calls. As a family that raised all your little girls in church and had the perfect little family that you thought. And then you got a wayward child that you don't know. And I prayed for her, bombarded heaven for her. And I could go on about the stories that she has in her life and the things that she's done and, and all the things that she's been through. But there come a day about a year and a half ago she said, Dad, I can't do this no more. It's killing me. She said, I'm dying inside. And she said, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to do that. She had a friend, and those two friends knelt down and prayed. And God miraculously saved her. Saved her. I mean gloriously saved her, not just, not just little do dab a do ya but I'm talking about one of those that you know that you know. And she knew, she said, Dad, I, I know. She told me the other day, she said, Dad, can I tell you, I'm not ever afraid of dying no more. She says, I know where I'll go. She said, something ever happened to me, I want you to know that I'm going to heaven. And I've seen such a drastic change in her mind, I mean, in her life. And she'll praise the Lord. But see what, what the enemy thought that he could destroy, he couldn't. Because I promise you, if he had the keys to death, he would have turned that door and unlocked it and throwed her in there. But can I tell you tonight that I've got a big brother named Jesus. He's got all power and all authority tonight, church. Doesn't matter what you're facing. Doesn't matter where your children are at tonight. Doesn't matter if you think they're ever going to come back home. Can I tell you something tonight? That God's got a way of bringing them back home. 
God's got a way of giving miracles tonight. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seat out begging for bread. I told God, I said, you gave me a promise. You said, if I be faithful, you'll save my whole household. Can I tell you, I've stood upon that word. I proclaimed that word. I don't back down from it. I declare it's the word of the Lord. And God's got ways of moving mountains. He's got ways of doing things in your life. He's got ways of transforming you tonight. He's the great God of all gods tonight, church. It's not what Mike Burton says. It's what God does. See, he's a miracle worker. And I tell you, I want the church to get back to the place, or if we've never been there, I want us to get to a place where we come into the house of God. We don't do nothing but expect miracles after miracles. Because, see, I believe that God, anytime we come into this house, we call it a refuge. We call it a place of strong and mighty tower, a place to run to in the time of trouble. If this is a sanctuary and this is what we call it, I want people to come through those doors miracle after miracle after miracle tonight. Because he's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. And Brother Miller's trying to get our minds to get to a place that we're in the midst of a miracle tonight. And his name is Jesus. We're in the midst of a man that says, I can. We're in the midst of a place and a time and in an air that God says, I desire to minister to my children. I desire to do a work in the midst of my people. Satan says defeated, but God says victory. Satan says diseases, but God says healing is provided. God says restoration. Can you imagine tonight when I, when I, when I pray for somebody or I'm on the phone talking to somebody and they need prayer? I simply said, God, your word describes that you sent your word and you healed them. His word, his word, there's a miracle in the making tonight in your lives. There's a miracle in the making in our lives tonight, church. God wants to perform miracles. He does. He's wanting to do things in our midst. He's just looking for people to say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am, Lord. I'll step in line first. When you think you're young and you don't have no concept of the future, you're not even dreamed of it or thought about it because you just didn't know how to think about it. Then God takes a little freckled-faced boy at the age of 21, saves him. A few years later, gave him the highest calling in the world that you could be called, and that is to preach and the pasture. I've always thought this is the, there's no other calling in the world greater than being able to do that because God gave it to me. Can I tell you, you may not know where your future is or where it's at right now, but I can tell you it's in God's hands. And he said, if you'll do it, he said, he'll lead you and guide you into all truth.
He said that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He knows. He knows. He knows your future. He knows what he's got in store with for you. He knows. Can I tell you, he knows? Well, I'm 50 years old, Brother Mike. I've done about all I'm going to do. No, you're not. I'm 30 years old. Man, God ain't going to use me. I'm 25. God's not going to use me. <sighs> yes, he is. I'm 65. You know, I've done kind of paid my due. No, you're not. You're not dead. Ain't no grave going to hold this body down. <laughs> I'm not in it, and I ain't planning on stepping in it right away. Until then, there must be a work that must be done. Huh? He's looking at you, you, and you, and you, and you, and you to walk in his steps and allow his presence to overshadow you. We talk about we're going to have a big church and going to build a balcony. Man, I can't wait. And the key is here is God's wanting to use you to be a part of it. So when you're worry and well-doing, don't be. Because the Bible says that if, if you'll just keep on keeping on that you'll, you'll, not, you'll not fail and, and you'll not uh, fall, but that he'll, he'll make a way for you. Somebody says, well, I don't have much education. I can't do much in the world. But, man, listen, God is the one that qualifies in everything that he does. Would you stand with me? I really feel like tonight that God's got a plan and a purpose for us. I don't believe that we're the church just to be the church and we hear a few messages every week and, and we think, well, that's it, man, I've had a good service, time for me to go home. But I believe that God has got a plan for each and every individual. You are uniquely made by God. I thought about Sister Fawn when I see her up there on the television talking about a grandmother. I had a grandmother that lived on 701 Ash Street. And she was one of them little ladies that had a pins in the hair. And I'd go down and visit her and I'd stay with her a week or two just because I wanted to get out of St. Louis. And I remember her back there praying for her grandson. I'd be in that back bedroom and she'd say, Lord, save my grandson. Save my grandson. Of course, I didn't know what save meant, but I'm a product because of my grandma. She prayed for me. Somebody prayed for me. They had me on their mind. They sacrificed their time. They fell down on their knees and prayed for me. They had no doubt that God would bring me out. That he would change my life and set me free. I'm so glad that somebody prayed for me. Aren't you glad that Grandma still pray for us today? Can I tell you tonight? If you don't listen to anything else, I got to say. You got a purpose in life tonight. 
I said, you got a purpose in life. You might think you're a misfit, but can I tell you, That is Santa Claus went to the island of misfits and picked up toys that was broken, bruised, and used. There was a savior come down and grabbed a hold of this misfit one day. That was broken, bruised, and used. And he come, he took the clay, and he put me on that potter's wheel. And I'm a product today because of what he did for me. So you might think you're a misfit that you're never going to mount to a hill of beans or you're never going to go anywhere in God. I'm telling you, that's a lie from the enemy tonight. I refuse to listen to any lies of the enemy. Don't you listen to it. So I want to challenge you tonight. If you've got a need and you need us to pray with you about, I want to pray with you. If the enemy's been lying to you on your shoulders telling you you're not going to make it, This is happening, that's happening in your life. If you're going through turmoil, whatever you might be going through, this is your opportunity tonight, church, to allow the Holy Spirit just to come and move upon you. Allow him to take whatever's wrong and make it right tonight. You're not a misfit. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, is there anybody else tonight? Would you take that big leap of faith and say, I want to come. I want to pray. I got this going on in my life. I got this going on in my life. I got this happening in my life. And I just need Jesus to come. That's it. Come on, boys, girls. Come on, church. He's here. He's here because he took time out of his busy schedules and said, listen, they're important to me. They're important to the kingdom. They're important to the kingdom right here. He said, this is what it's all about. He said, I'm here for a purpose. I want to restore and make whole. I want to build to encourage. I want to build to lift up. I want to give miracles where they're needed tonight. That's who God is. He's a miracle worker. Would you come if you need him? Anybody else would say, hey, I, I just want to come. I want God to minister to me. I want God to lead me. I want God to open doors for me. I want God to show me the way. I want God to be in the center of my life like never before. If you would, just come on down. And those that would, just come. Let's pray with these folks that's here tonight. Let's just ask God to get a hold of them and bless them. That God would just minister to them. That God would just move and minister to every need that they have.